I'm Riley. And I'm Ronnie. And this is the Plan to Eat podcast, where we have conversations about meal planning, food, and wellness to help you answer the question, what's for dinner? Hello, and welcome to the Plan to Eat podcast. Today, we have a special podcast that is probably going to get broken up into two different pieces. So uh, recently, we sent out an email where we asked our customers and podcast listeners to send us their tips for how they meal plan. So we are basically taking the tips that you have sent in to us. We are going to uh, you know, read some of them to you, discuss them, talk about what we love about them. Uh, some of these things are things that Riley and I've talked about before. They're, uh, you know, not necessarily like new and flashy, but there are some really cool things in here that Riley and I both thought really good little tidbits that uh, we are going to take away from this and that we hope that you will get, you know, some extra little tips and tricks for how to create your meal plans too. As usual, you guys just crushed it. You always are so responsive when we ask for something, you guys deliver. And I just... It just makes me love you guys more. And I already loved you, but thank you for being responsive and sending in these ideas because it doesn't just help me and Ronnie and helps everyone we help. Um, and so if you're new to meal planning, hopefully you can take away a ton of these tips. And these are real from real plan to eat customers. We love it. Riley actually said this when we started, the email started pouring in after we <laughs> sent that email and she was like, man, our customers always deliver. And it's so true. You guys are the greatest. Yeah. I don't know what other companies experience with something like that, but um, when we ask for help or for, you know, if we do a a poll of some kind or a survey, or if we ask for something like this, where we say, Hey, can you send us advice or can you send us a testimonial? I mean, we get hundreds of emails. Oh yeah. I mean, sometimes we're overwhelmed because, and it's amazing overwhelm. You know, it's like, we're so shocked every time and we shouldn't be. So yeah, it's great. So we're going to do our best to not repeat ourselves because a lot of uh, the responses include similar pieces of advice. We've tried to structure them a little bit around themes, but uh, just know that we might be, you know, bouncing back and forth between things. <laughs> it's just gonna, it's just bound to happen, I feel like. So Ronnie did a great job of breaking down all of these, all of the email content that we received into different sections. And this advice, you know, like one person sent in, you know, five tips and it kind of got broken up into these different sections and hopefully that helps. And so hopefully you can kind of key in on what's going to be the most helpful for you or what tips you can take away when we, you know, mention those headers. Yep. Yeah. So let's dig in. So one of the first things um, that we received feedback on was getting help from your family to create your meal plan. Obviously, this is something that Riley and I have talked about before, but Stephanie wrote in and said that her advice her advice is to include your kids when you're planning because not only is it going to help you in the moment, but then when they grow up and get older, they already know how to plan and shop and prepare their own food, which I thought was a really great tip and such mm-hmm. a good like forward-thinking way to look at meal planning. Absolutely. I know that a lot of people have given us advice like this, where they suggest that the kids help. And I love that, you know, if your kid is like 10, they're probably not doing the meal planning and cooking and shopping. But when they're 15, 16, 17, like when they can drive yeah, um, and they already have that basis of meal planning, even before they've flown the nest, like Stephanie says, like, I mean, I'm sure you can recruit them to do those kinds of things to help alleviate that load from the main meal planner person. Mm -hmm. So I really like that. Uh, So Kate sent us in a really cute 
little piece of advice. And she says, if I'm in a hurry, we get a week of mum meals, like roast and spaghetti and sausages where I don't even have to bother with a recipe. If I've got more time, I can spend hours hunting down interesting new recipes to try. And I'm always uploading favorites from recipe books. But I just love that she has a list of recipes that she doesn't need a recipe for. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing that we do in my house. And I just throw something on the calendar or on the planner. Like, like she says, like spaghetti or I don't know, tacos or um, my mom's, you know, something my mom made. And like, I don't need a recipe for it. It's just in my brain and I can just make it. And those kinds of things for me, even if it doesn't take that much less time, you're not having to constantly look at a recipe. Mm -hmm. And so it feels like easy because it just kind of comes out of you instead of being this forced thing of like, this is a brand new recipe. And I don't know, think of something I've never made before. Oh, I don't, I don't... Beef Wellington. Beef Wellington. That's what I was <laughs> thinking. And I couldn't think of the name for it. Um, yeah. So I literally, that's what I couldn't, I couldn't think of the name. It's like, I've never made that before. So I would be constantly looking at the ingredient list, constantly looking at the directions, rereading them and trying to make sure I'm doing it right. And you know, mm -hmm. there's recipes out there that are very finicky. And I don't know if Beef Wellington is one of them. It probably is. But, you know, like a finicky recipe, like something I watched them make on the Great British Baking Show. And it's something that needs a lot of, you know, exact steps like that. You know, it's a lot of, it's like, it's that mental drain that you and I talk about. It's like that mm -hmm. actually takes a little bit more out of you. Whereas if you have nights where you just need something easy, make something you know how to make. Yeah, totally. And just, you know, a little spoiler for listeners, we're going to be having a podcast episode coming up that's all about no recipe cooking. So if you're interested in getting better at no recipe cooking, we're going to be talking about that in a few weeks. So stay tuned for that. I can't wait. <laughs> okay. So another tip, another theme is to plan around the weather, which I love this tip because this is actually something that I do intuitively and not not necessarily like I don't necessarily plan specifically around the weather, but, you know, a lot of the recipes that I use are seasonal as far as like we grill a lot in the summertime. We make a lot of soups and stews in the wintertime. And so Kate, once again, this was one of her tips was um, says that she looks at what the weather is like. She has salads on hot days, casseroles in the winter, what vegetables are in season that you can build your meal around. So I really love the idea of the weather. And I just I like that it was brought up because I didn't realize that I was actually creating my meal plans this way as well. <laughs> well, this totally feeds into the podcast we've done about seasonal eating because, you know, things you're going to grill or, you know, all those like beautiful produce and fruit that's available in the summer. You like want to like, those are things you're going to want to eat fresh, you know, mm -hmm. those are things you're going to want to put into a cold salad or, or do you throw on the grill or make kebabs, something like that. And so it really does kind of start to bring around these ideas in your mind of like, what, what can you make with them? Mm -hmm. And I know for me, I am really excited for fall to come because I love a warm soup and crusty bread on like a fall evening, like just, I, I'm, it's like making me drool, even just thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and so leaning into that, the food fits the weather. It's perfect. And it really does round out your meal plan. Yeah. Yeah. And Jessica's tip it, for the weather is thinking when she thinks about the weather, basically hers is like, is it nice enough to turn on the grill or is it cool enough to turn on the oven? <laughs> which is <laughs> yeah. totally, which is totally true. You know, like if it's sprinkling outside or something, probably less inclined to want to go put something on the grill. So, you know, like looking at your week ahead as far as like, are we going to have four days of rain or is it going to be sunny and hot every day? Um, yeah. That's also an important little piece of that too. 
it's been pretty warm here and I had the oven on, I think it was at like 400, whatever I was cooking in the oven was, it was a hot, it was a warm temperature. And, um, my husband walks in and he's like, oh my goodness, it is so hot in here. And we actually don't have AC in our house. And so, you know, I had kind of gotten used to that temperature because I'd been in the kitchen cooking and I was like right around the oven, but he walked in from another room and was like, man, you got to turn that thing off because <laughs> you're making our house so warm. So it, yeah, it would have been a good day for me to put something on the grill instead of putting it in the oven. Yeah. I actually avoid the oven at all costs in the summertime personally. So. <laughs> another suggestion that is from Jessica that's in the this section of weather is that she adds recipes to the queue. And I know you use the queue a lot. I don't use the queue a ton. But the Mm -hmm. queue is a great place to put a bunch of summer recipes or fall recipes or spring or winter so that like during that season, you're, you're, it's even less work for you because you've already put them in the queue. There's in the holding area. You can pull out that beautiful strawberry spinach salad and put it on your meal plan, um, in the middle of the summer. And there's like, kind of like almost like a seasonal holding area. It could be Mm -hmm. a way that people use it. I I really like that idea. Um, and it kind of prevents just the having to search your recipe book and, You know, I love the filters because you don't have to do a ton of digging with filters. If you added tags or maybe um, you're searching by like, uh, you know, like a recipe that only is 30 minutes or something like that, like the length of time it takes to make it. But I really like the idea of just putting seasonal recipes in the queue at the beginning of every season and then just pulling from there. That's that. That could be really helpful for somebody and maybe even for me. All right. So the next um, main topic to cover is using menus with your meal plan. So in plan to eat, you can save your meal plans into menus, which are basically reusable meal plans. So you don't have to go through the process of planning individual meals. You just plan a single recipe and it includes an entire meal plan that you've pre-made and saved. So Carrie uses menus in a really interesting way. Um, She has some, a religious fasting schedule that she follows. And so she's basically created menus to take out the mental process of figuring out like which, you know, which recipes can go with, you know, if, if she's eating vegan or something for a specific um, religious holiday, she already has those recipes already planned in a menu so that she can just add them really quickly for when those holidays come up. And I really liked that. Um, That's not something that I like have an association with, but I thought it was a really interesting way to utilize the menus feature. Absolutely. Carrie had a lot of really great tips to say. And the next two kind of fall into the family help and then also the menus feature. But she talked about how when family comes over, um, what they like to eat is different than what they like to eat. And maybe just like a different palate, you know, like mm-hmm. a preference. And so she has a menu for those situations too. So that when those people come to visit, she just plans it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she just knows like, they like these things, this fits their preferences um, and needs or whatever that might be. And that just eliminates that brain drain again and the stress around having family in town. Cause it can certainly be stressful to make sure everyone's fed and happy and, um, I don't know, that there's things for them to actually eat, particularly if they have preferences or allergies even. And then the other thing that I really appreciated that she that she mentioned is that they have a nanny and then that nanny helps them with cooking when their kids are in school. And it's just, it's another aspect of like plant eat is so helpful for when you have somebody else helping you to do the cooking, kind of like having your kids help you. But hers is that she has a nanny help. And I think that is brilliant because then you can plan it the nanny can cook it or even shop for it I think that's super helpful and like something that plan deed allows to happen very easily because it's so easy to share 
your account or share recipes and things like that. So that probably is really smooth. Okay. So another idea about menus is using a template. And so Chelsea says that she kind of has a a mental template that she uses, but you could also create a, a template menu that would help you do this. And so her formula is basically that she takes the protein variety of her recipes as her guide for like what her week looks like. So she had, so she puts basically like main ingredients of tofu, beans, fish, tempeh, legumes, and meat. And then she has a, she says she has a wild card as well. So, (laughs) but she just basically uses those main ingredients and then she filters in her plan to eat to find recipes with those main ingredients and it helps her find recipes faster. And it also helps her potentially find new recipes because, you know, so I would guess something maybe like tempeh, she might not have like a ton of recipes in her account that include that. Um, and so it kind of helps her to like go seek out inspiration or maybe ask a friend for inspiration if she knows that um, she has a friend who really likes that ingredient. So I thought this was a really great idea. We've talked about using um, menus as a template for your meal plans before. Um, and so I love that we have customers who use it that way too. Well, and this is unique too, because I think the way you and I tend to talk about it is like Asian night. Or mm-hmm. Mexican or like a flavor themed mm-hmm. night. But I really like that she's using a main ingredient as the the building block because mm-hmm. I, it's so easy for me to be scrolling through my recipe book and think, oh, that looks great. Oh, well, that looks great. I'm going to try that. And then I've got four ground beef recipes or I've got three salads, you know, or um I'm trying to think, or, or or three soups or something, and maybe I just wasn't paying attention, and mm-hmm. or they just sounded good, and I don't mind eating soup every day, um, and or I end up with everything being chicken or something along those lines. I don't, you know, I'd rather have a lot of variety, mm-hmm. and while I do batch cook so that we can have leftovers, and that means less variety, you know, the nights that I am cooking a, a new meal for our family, I don't want to have chicken every single night, um, and so I like that she's using this like main ingredient as the as the building block because mm-hmm. it does you can use the filters and plant eat to search by main ingredient and so you can find like you just said you can find tempeh or whatever you're looking for or maybe you you know are looking for a pork recipe or maybe you're looking for a turkey a turkey recipe or something along those lines and it just makes it a lot easier to find those because you have somewhere to start from instead mm-hmm. of just scrolling aimlessly in your recipe book or on pinterest if you're looking for a new one um, you can have something to search by And that gives you something a little bit more interesting to utilize as your building block for the whole day. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting because Chelsea said that her, this is a quote from Chelsea. This simple formula has been the number one thing that keeps me meal planning year after year. So this building block of the main ingredient and then filtering by main ingredient and finding a specific recipe based on that. Like that is something that is keeping things really interesting and keeping her interested and keeping her on track. She says it's keeping her meal planning year after year. So I love that because everybody can find something specific to them that keeps them meal planning, whether Mm -hmm. it's your motivation of like some kind of goal or resolution that you made, or maybe it's just this, that this keeps it interesting enough for her that she's continuing in the cycle because she knows what she's looking for and she goes and she finds it. Uh, I just... I just think it's valuable to remember that like your tool or your formula that keeps you meal planning is going to be unique. Um, but her, her, her tidbit is so helpful. And I, I personally want to implement that for me. So 
Okay. So the next idea in this is something that we talk about a lot on the podcast and our blogs all over the place is to plan around other events that you have. So Cindy was one of the first people actually to email us back after we sent out our email and she um, has a multi-day process for her meal planning. And she says that um, she likes to do it in more days because it, she just doesn't want it to just be like one intense um, day of doing her meal planning. And so mm-hmm. I kind of like that idea. Like if the idea of doing all of the steps of meal planning is kind of daunting, breaking up it, breaking it up into multiple days, I think is a really good idea. And so her day number one is basically taking a look at her calendar and putting her schedule as notes in her plan to eat account. So that's something we've talked about a lot, using the notes feature to remind yourself of, you know, events that you have going on or other dinner plans that you have already made. Um, And then she just basically picks her dinner ideas. She adds anything special for the week. Like if she remembers that they have like a birthday or something, things that they need to bring in for their class, like one of her kids needs to bring in for class at school. The second day, she then goes through all of her uh, food at home, her fridge and her freezer and her cupboards. And she checks to make sure that she's buying the things she actually needs, crosses off the stuff she already has. Um, And then that same day, she places her pickup order for her groceries. And then the third day, she picks up her order and does any in-person shopping that she needs to do. So I thought that this was a really great way to structure it. And just the act of going through her week helps remind her if they do have any special events that are coming up or like if you have kids and you need to remember to bring treats in for school or something like this is a great way to remind yourself of that. I love that because for a couple of reasons. One, because she's not buying stuff she doesn't need for a night that she's actually not going to cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is one of my least favorite things um, because it's actually why I only start, I only been planning like three or to four dinners and a week in the summer in particular, because I was cooking, I was planning for more than that. And then like something would come up because it's the summer and fun summer things come up. And so we're going to do those things. And so I'm having to move meals around all the time. And so like for her, she's looking at like what they have to do every week and she's not, you know, wasting energy and groceries and money on things because she knows they won't be home or she knows that they're going to be out or something like that. I think that's super valuable. Another thing I really liked about her having these different days for what she does is that for her, that eliminates the overwhelm of doing, trying to do it all in one day. Everyone's busy. Cindy's probably a busy lady. (laughs) And, and so breaking it down makes it a simpler task because she doesn't have to do all of those things in one day, you know, with maybe the hour she has free or whatever, she's breaking it down into little chunks. And again, kind of like with the last tips that we were giving, it's just making that process simpler for her so that she can do it over and over and over again. Yeah. Great tips all around, Cindy. We love it. Okay. So another person who wrote in about this is Jeanette. And Jeanette has been with Planty for a really long time. She is a super fan of Planty and we love to hear from her. <laughs> so the, one of the things that she mentioned is that they, again, look at their calendar and make notes and plan to eat. Um, they, she also includes any travel plans that they have, which I thought was a really good point to make, particularly she mentioned um, in her tips that she's been retired for a little while. And so, you know, particularly if that's your situation in life, um, you know, thinking about potential travel plans or just not going to, if you're not going to be at home and realizing like this idea that like, maybe you don't need to make as much food, or maybe you want to make the same amount of food and free some of it for leftovers for when you get home. So you don't have to immediately jump into a new meal plan when you get home from your traveling. 
Jeanette just has a ton of really great tips. Like I said, she's been a meal planner with us for a really long time. Um, so some of the other things she recommends is that uh, when she is meal planning for lunches, they typically make soups and salads and she batch cooks her batch. I guess it's not really cook, but she batch prepares her salad for a week that she's going to use as like a side salad for her super salad situation. Both Riley and I really loved that idea and not something that we necessarily thought about doing. <laughs> yeah, well, you and I have talked a lot about batch cooking and cooking, you know, and freezing and um, or just like chopping the vegetable, but going one step further and making the salad that you guys pull from for the whole week. So, I mean, uh, making one gigantic salad can actually be more than just a side salad. You know, you can put it in a wrap. You could put it on a burger. You could, you know, you could put a different salad dressing on it every day. So it's not the same, like, but just having something like that cooked or well, not cooked, <laughs> but pre-prepped that just makes meals so much faster. I, I made a meal that you suggested to me, Ronnie, that like hamburger salad. And once it was made and it really wasn't a long process, but you know, in the bit, in the middle of a work day for me, I work from home and I'm going to run in the kitchen. I'm going to try to make something for lunch. And I'm typically going to go with a thing that takes the least amount of time because, you know, I'm trying to, you know, just get things done really quickly. And uh, I don't usually take a very long lunch break, but so if I have to cook it, I will not, I just won't. <laughs> I probably won't cook it. And so I'll opt for something that's cold or fast to throw together, but I'm not going to like cook a whole meal. And so just the idea, even with that meal that you suggested that I make, it was like, it was pre, it was done. Like all I had to do was warm up the meat. The salad was already chopped. The dressing was already made. Everything else was ready. I just put it all in a bowl and I was good to go. So I really liked her idea because it makes those meals so fast. Mm -hmm. yeah. You're not wasting your time on it. <laughs> Get to the eating part instead of the wasting the cooking part. <laughs> Tammy also mentions looking at her family calendar and putting notes for family activities. And then she says that on specifically busy days, she's going to be looking for quick recipes or leftovers, recipes that can be made in the crock pot, or she'll also look in her freezer to see if she has anything that has been made already that she can use on those days that they have a lot of stuff going on. So, and then she checks her weekend schedule as well to see that she has time for any bulk cooking so that she can kind of like restock her freezer on the weekends, which I thought was a really great idea to kind of not only to look at your schedule on the weekdays to see what you have going on, but also on the weekends to see if you have time to like squeeze in a little extra meal prep time on the weekends. So our next customer is Betty, um, and she's also giving us ideas around meal planning around other events. And she has nine people living in her house at any given time, which to me is just like, that's just, just a lot of people to navigate. And so like, I'm so impressed with Betty that she does meal planning for all of this large family. And one of the things that stood out to me is that she had this quote and I really liked it. She said, my horizon for knowing my schedule in enough detail is about a week. So she plans for a week at a time. I love the sentence. It's beautifully visual, you know, you can just see it, you know, like I, uh, but I also just love that she knows her boundaries. She knows she needs to plan for a week at a time because that's what she can, she knows. And so this is just my reminder to everybody to not bite off more than you can chew. If you can meal plan for three days at a time, do it. Three days is better than going every day to the grocery store. You know, you know, our last customer that we were just um, talking about her tips, Tammy, she meal plans for two weeks at a time because that's what she can handle. And that's what she knows she can do. And so this is my little, I loved what she said. And it's not necessarily like a tip. It's just something that she said kind of in passing in her, uh, in her email to us. And I loved it. So 
my horizon's about a week too. And so <laughs> I can connect with that. But if it's a month for you, then do it for a month. It's just whatever, you know, works for you and your schedule and your margins really. Yeah, I agree. When we talked to Amy Lee, she talked about how previously she would plan for a month at a time. Mm -hmm. And I am personally very impressed by people who can plan for a month ahead of time because, well, we've talked about before, I don't really have uh, probably enough storage space for like a month's worth of food to keep in my cupboards. But just in general, just to like uh, be able to look at your schedule for a whole month and say like, yeah, I feel confident that I can plan enough dinners for the entire month. I'm not an incredibly busy person, but but my the amount of flexibility that I have in my life means that I can't plan for a month ahead of time because a lot of times events happen, you know, three days ahead of time or a week ahead of time. So, you know, bravo to those of you who can plan far ahead. Yeah. I could probably store food for a month potentially, but I, I find that that aspect of like not knowing what's coming and then having to move things around, like it's easier for me to just do it a week at a time. I know for Amy Lee, hers is very much budget oriented. They got paid once a month and it was a necessity for them. And so they made that work. And so I really respect that. And the fact that she could make that work for the whole month, that she could think that far ahead, that she could you know, like the, she said, sometimes by the end of the month, they were eating beans and rice and that was great because you know, mm -hmm. that's where they were at. So whatever your, you know, your space and what you need is, it's, it's okay to lean into that. And just one quick thing about planning for a month at a time or for a week at a time. You know, one thing that I do is uh, we have, ha we've had family in town and I planned this week of meals about, I don't know, three weeks ago. And so it wasn't, I didn't shop for it. I didn't I maybe, I think I prepped one thing and put it in the freezer. Uh, oh, two meals. I prepped two meals and put them in the freezer so that they were already ready for when family arrived. But that's another idea is that when you do your meal planning, you could meal plan the whole month and just shop week to week. And that allows you a bit more flexibility about, um, you know, the, the week's planned, but oh, that doesn't sound good anymore. Or, oh, now we know we can't go oh, we can't have this because we'll be out of town or can't have this because we got a soccer game or whatever your plan looks like. But doing that planning in advance could be something that's really helpful for people. I know it's been really helpful for me this week or, you know, this week with family in town. I just, I planned the whole week and I knew what I needed and I just had the grocery list made. And, you know, then as the cleaning of the house happened and the like organization of other parts of the trip kind of fell into place, I didn't have to worry about the meal prep aspect. And I find that I do that like if we're going camping, I'll plan the camping food way in advance. And so it's just on my planner sitting there waiting and I know we're doing that. Um, or maybe we're, I don't know, like this, like we're having family in town and I, so I, I pre-made meals to go in the freezer so I could do less work this week. Um, but the rest of the meals were planned. And so all I had to do was shop for those ingredients. So it's just something that, uh, you know, just Betty's idea got me thinking about. Yeah. I like that a lot too. I think that I could probably utilize that style of planning a little bit more myself um, to kind of take out some of the like every week being like, oh, what recipes are we going to eat this week? Like, yeah. even if I just have to swap a couple because I decided that, you know, we don't want to eat the same recipe again or we have different plans or something, I could probably utilize like just putting down some like basically like recurring recipes every week to be like this. These are staples. We're going to have these yeah. and then fill in the rest. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, 
I do it also when I import a new recipe. If I find something, something comes across the internet and I'm like, oh, this looks so good. I'll import it and then immediately add it to my planner for the next week. And it's because I don't want to forget about the recipe. And sometimes I'm really bad about this, but I'll import recipes and they just can pile up and I never cook them until I see them again. And I'm like, oh, I really wanted to make that. And so putting it immediately onto the planner um, is something that's really helpful for me. But I mean, meal planning becomes a very mundane task. And so if you give yourself, again, doing your future self a favor, we say that all the time, of maybe planning for a whole month, or if there's a recipe you really love and you had it tonight for dinner, and then duplicating it and moving it two weeks down and having it again because you know you loved it, it was easy, everybody liked it, whatever the parameters are, and then you end up with a whole month planned. Like I feel like that takes away a bit of that mundaneness, mm-hmm. um, and then that little that little spark of joy of oh I already did this and all I have to do is the shopping part. To me, that uh, can help kind of keep it interesting mm-hmm. um, and keep that mundaneness to a minimum, if that makes any sense. Um, and I think that's our goal here with any tips that we give is like, what can we do to just make this less mundane and less of you know a chore you know we really want to keep this in a less of a chore we know it's a chore it's a chore for me it's a chore for ronnie but what can we do to make it more enjoyable and easier and better that's what we're all about here at plenty one other thing i want to highlight that betty says is that uh after she looks at her meal plan and plans around events she also then looks to see what needs to get used up faster so she talks about like is my spinach is my spinach going wilty do i need to use that do i have tomatoes that need to get used So she says that she tries to plan um, the most delicate produce early in her menu and then save things that are more like staples for later in the week. And I really like that. I thought that was a super great tip. I could probably be better about doing that. I guess I could, I could be better about it too. The thing that that prompts in my mind is like the idea of like, if you get a CSA, if you go to a farmer's market, like utilizing those things that you purchase or that you get in a CSA box, um, I just like the way she's thinking about prioritizing those things Mm -hmm. because it's very easy for me to be like, I want to eat that. So I'm going to cook that first instead of, nope, this will go bad if you don't eat it first. So you need to prioritize it over your, I don't know, palate and desires, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Okay. So I think that we have reached the end of part one. Uh, We are going to have part two next week for more customer tips. But one thing that I wanted to end on that multiple people mentioned, um, it's not necessarily related towards meal planning, but it's how they use the shopping list. And I really liked this idea. A couple people mentioned that they have a special store in their shopping list related to like jobs or to do's that they have to do. And so I really like that idea of like, you have an extra list for like, oh, I need to drop off my library books or I need to go you know, pick up a prescription or whatever. I, I really like that because I I tend to write down my to-dos on a physical, you know, handwritten list. And then I usually forget it at home and I'm out running errands. And I'm like, oh, what were the two other things I needed to do? It never fails. I leave it at home. Paper lists, <laughs> yeah. I leave at home. <laughs> Paper lists are never the thing. I always leave them at home. So adding a store into your plenty shopping list for your um, to-dos or chores or whatever it could be, I think is a really great tip, just like a a good pro tip for how to use the plenty shopping list. Yeah. I mean, just literally making the store name to-do list and Mm -hmm. it's, you know, pick up prescription, run to the bank, go pick up 
whatever. <laughs> um, I think that's super helpful and could be something that's really valuable for people if they've never used Plain Deets lists like that. Yeah. Do you want to talk about a recipe real quick that you had this week that you enjoyed? I do. So again, we have family in town. And so I, one of the things about having family in town that can be a bit of a struggle for me is how much I end up being in the kitchen. Because with so many people to feed, you know, you have to start a little bit earlier because you're making, maybe making larger batches. And while I love cooking with my family, sometimes um, it can feel like that's all I end up doing when family is in town and maybe other people can relate to that. And so, like I mentioned already in this episode, I made a couple of things for the freezer, a breakfast casserole and a lasagna so that we had like a super easy breakfast one day and a super easy dinner one day. Another thing that I did was I grilled or I smoked a whole bunch of chicken. And then I knew that it wouldn't, it would be way more than what we needed to eat that night. So we had a great, you know, like chicken. Um, I think we had pesto mashed potatoes that my niece made and a salad and rolls. And then the next day for lunch, I took that chicken and I chopped it up and I made a recipe that actually was in one of the challenges we did a few years ago. Um, it was the grill it challenge and it was the, it's a tikka masala wrap. I think that's what the recipe is called. I'll double check. So I took that chicken, I chopped it up in Greek yogurt, um, masala seasoning, lime, or lemon juice, salt and pepper, tomatoes, mint, cilantro, made it like a, like a salad, you know, like a chicken salad of some kind. Um, so I, it's a variation on that tikka masala recipe because that one you actually marinate in the Greek yogurt and seasoning and stuff. Um, but since I didn't do that, cause those flavors didn't go with what we were having the night before, I just chopped it, mixed it all together in a bowl. We put it on wraps and it was a super easy lunch that was super summery because it was so like the tomatoes and the mint and it was like all herby and it was so good. Everybody really liked it. And it was really easy and fast for me because the chicken was already cooked. I just chopped it all and put it into a bowl and everybody loved it. So that's my recipe that I made that I really liked. And also another little tip of like, what can you do? to like make another meal easier when you're like already on the smoker. Yeah, I like that. That sounds really yummy. So the recipe that I want to highlight is um, a, a pretty simple recipe. It's a grilled steak salad with blue cheese dressing. Um, and so it's just a grilled skirt steak or you could use a flat iron steak. Um, and then it's like a romaine salad with some added veggies, you know, cherry tomatoes, red onion, that kind of stuff. And then you make your own homemade blue cheese dressing for it, which I really like because I'm not really a fan of blue cheese dressing, but if I make it myself, I like, I like being able to adjust the flavors just a little bit more to like meet my palate. So it's really good. It's yeah, it's a great summer recipe because it's on the grill. It's a salad. It's light. Yeah. So I really like it. It's yeah, that sounds great. Mm hmm. All right. Well, thanks for listening to another episode and we will see you guys next week for part two of our customer meal planning tips. 